Hello everyone, welcome to Chronicles chapter 6, Strapped to the Bumper of Life. Eminem has a topic he'd like to talk about, so Eminem, the floor is all yours. Thank you everybody, and, and Happy New Year, Happy 2020, and hopefully this year is starting off great for everyone. The subject I want to talk about today is something that I've been dealing with personally in my life. Every year I go, as usual, get a physical and last April, I went and got my physical. My doctor said, oh, everything's fine. But she said, you know, your PSA level, which for the past five, six years has been 2.4 and all like that. She said it has risen to 4.4. And she told me, don't be alarmed. And like she said, first of all, what we're going to do is send you to a urologist. So went to a urologist and, you know, we talked about it. He said... First of all, when people hear the word cancer, they freak out and get scared. He said, just don't do it. Just, you know, take a deep breath. Everything's going to be fine. So I did because, like, I know a lot of people that's dealt with all different types of cancer. And so they did the uh, biopsy, and the results came back. And uh, two of the 12 chambers in my prostate had Small, small signs of cancer cells in him. And he said, well, you do have prostate cancer, Mr. State. And he said, well, it's at an early stage. And if you want to, it's something that if you don't want to deal with now, you can wait a year or so down the road. But with Tess, I said, no, with my age. And I'd rather go ahead and let's get started with the process and I'll get it taken care of. So he said, okay, no problem. So. At that time, he said, well, here's the test. He saw, first of all, what we're going to do is put markers in you. These markers that they put in you around your prostate, with me basically getting an early start of finding out about it, he said, we're going to do the uh, laser beam technology. It's the latest, greatest, and all like that. And with the markers that they put in you, it will focus just on that area of your body and not any other parts of your body. And he said, this is the latest, greatest, and this is what we are recommending doing. He said, the uh, radioactive seeds that we implanted men usually said, that is just so ineffective because a lot of times the seeds don't last the 30 days like they should. And it's not a sure sign. And I said, well, sure, sir, whatever you think. So he said, that what we're going to do next, you got to do a um, MRI and a CT scan. And that is uh, the MRI is where they put the dye in to check to make sure there's no other cancer cells floating, you know, anywhere around. And, and, uh, and luckily those results came back that it was just in those two areas there. So then the next step was radiologists. So... After I had to call that done and go see the radiologist, and they made sure they lined me up on the, the machine to make sure that the laser beams were hitting the right areas. And the amount of laser beam treatments that they were going to give me. So they told me, okay, it's going to be five days a week for nine weeks, 45 days total. And, uh, they, yeah, <laughs> and I'm going, I'm, I started freaking out. I'm going, oh my God, I'm going to be burnt up by the time I get out of here. But I had super nice nurses to help me through this. So I, my first treatment I go in, 
they put me on the table, I'm laying flat, and then you have this big machine that rotates around you and time that it goes around two or three times in less than 10 minutes, you're done. You're in and out the door. I mean, just like that. So the first couple of weeks, I'm, you know, I'm dealing with this, I didn't, you didn't really feel anything like, well, you know, I'm gonna be Superman. I'm gonna be able to get through this, no problem, no side effects. And <laughs> third week, <clears throat> you know, and this is last year, right around summertime, hot, you know, and I, I'm an outdoor person. I like being outside. So, you know, I'm outside. The next thing I know, I'm sweating profusely. I'm going, and I thought I was going to pass out. And my wife came out and said, you all right? I said, no. So I went inside, then I went on and researched, you know, the side effects. And one of them was you're not supposed to be out in the heat for a long extended period of time. And I found that out the hard way. So with that, and then I started getting tired and fatigued. And it was hard, and I started losing my appetite. Matter of fact, uh, I couldn't drink a beer for like two months because the beer... My best friend came over for my birthday, and uh, I drank a couple beers, and after that, just I lost taste for beer. So it took me a couple months to get it back. But, you know, like anything else, Aereo, I went over, I read the side effects and all like that. So I was finally finished with all my treatments by the end of... Um, September, 1st of October, and it took me a while because I couldn't go to gym and all because I didn't have the strength. So finally, by October, I was able to get back in the gym. I started walking every day, every afternoon. I started feeling better. I had to change my eating habits up, you know, what I eat, and because that plays a big role whenever you're going through stuff like this. And uh, finally, I did my first PSA test last Friday, and my PSA results went from a 5.4 to a 1.2, which basically said that I'm way ahead of the curve, and basically the laser beam radiation is doing what it's supposed to. Still on road recovery. I have to go every three months for blood work and I like that because you know I'm in the protocol for the next four years. You know dealing with this, I'm I'm blessed to be able to talk about this for one because so many times men especially do not want to go to the doctor and <laughs> they they hate the doctor, but it's like anything else. It's simple. All you got to do is you know, get a primary doctor and have them to do blood work, and they check your PSA. And the PSA, I'm telling you guys, is, is, is very accurate. And when they tell you, because if they catch it earlier enough, going through this is so much more easier. I have a, a good friend in Texas where he had a large prostate. He had a surgery. That's been three years ago, and he's still dealing with the issues. So, yeah, 
I mean, that's the thing about having the surgery, and they try to discourage the surgery. That's why they want men to take it upon themselves to go get tested early for this blood work. And when I first got diagnosed, I called my brothers and told them what I was going through. And now they're taking it upon themselves to go whenever they go get their physicals, make sure to do blood work so they can test and make sure the PS level is where it should be. What are the normal ranges for that? The, norm, the, the normal ranges is basically what they're saying. Anything between one and four is really good. Anything four to ten is, there's percentage. Anything one to four, they say usually 25% of the men have a chance of getting prostate cancer. Anything four over ten, 50% of the men usually going to wind up getting, you know, prostate cancer. And what were the signs that, that led you up to... Well, with me, usually if it's caught early, there's no signs, really. It's just going, get, test. Now, for people that... I'm going to give you some signs that can warn you that you're going to possibly may have prostate cancer. One of them is frequently urged to urinate at night, loss of bladder control, Burning pain during urination, blood in your urine, and uh, erectile dysfunction. Those are five of the major things that they, if you have any of those, usually you could be in that protocol. But like I said with me, mine was such an early, early stage, I had no signs, no warnings whatsoever. It's just being diligent and going every year and getting blood work done and my doctor going over my lab so that's what caught it for me so you're saying you didn't have any of these symptoms but you got your psa blood work test and through that number yes. is what alerts you to it exactly gail because my doctor first thing she said 2.4 4.2 i'm not going to alarm that's you. almost double right it is but if it had been like four it would have been fine but anything over four they put you in that next Category. Well, yeah, you got to go to a urologist, as you said. Exactly. There, after that, and get tested. Exactly. Yeah, my father had that, so you're the and a friend of mine's father had it. So you're the third person that I've ran into in the past three years who's had it. Four years. We're glad you're okay. Well, I, like I said, I'm, I'm I'm trying to do the best I can each day. I try to do things, and I do a lot of charity work. I try to get it out to other people, especially men, you need to go get tested because it's nothing really that complicated. And especially men, once they turn 50, they recommend that you every year go do blood work, get tested, make sure your PSA is in that level. Now, you know, people have to say, well, how do you know? I said, everybody PSA is different. You have different levels. I mean, you know, as you get older, your level is up here and younger. But, you know, just go get tested. It's just simple as that. You go get tested, and they're going to tell you, okay, you're good. Okay, you need to go do this and do that. And whatever they tell you most of the time, believe in what they're saying because they know what they're talking about. I listen to them. I also research before I had anything done. My urologist, my radiologist, and another specialist, all four of us got together 
and decided that the external beam radiation was my best choice because of the early stages that I was in. They said, well, we can take your prostate out, which that's what we don't want to do because you're not in that stage where you got an enlarged prostate or you're dealing with those issues where it has to be taken out. Now, so, a lot of people think that the uh, two-finger poke is still in play, but it's not in play. No, no. You go straight to the blood work. Yeah. So Eric is a little disappointed at that. But <laughs> in, <laughs> in general, now it's easy blood work. Yeah. Which you should be getting blood work once a year anyways for it, your lipid panels, your testosterone, your well, cholesterol, lipids, yeah, overall yes. blood work, yeah. and then add the PSA in. Yeah. Because that's what they do every year. I mean, that blood where it te- all that it, it tests, and like I said, every year she has a chart. She gives to me. We go straight down everything, sure, all of that, to see where I'm at with stuff, and it it tells you where you're at. And like I said last April, and thank God, you know, I the PSA showed that it doubled, and they caught it at an earlier stage, and. I'm doing really good with it. I mean, you know, at times, being around people have it. When you got it, it's totally different. It's easy to get depressed. It's easy to feel sorry for yourself. But I didn't let that happen to me. I, I stayed active. I stayed, I kept doing things and to the point where I didn't have time to feel sorry for myself or like that. So that's the type of personality. I just try to rise above, hmm. you know, stuff like that, do things, and, you know, stay as active as I can. To war because it's easy. I mean, I'm just telling you right now, it's easy to let something like this wear you down. And they said that stress is not good whenever you're dealing with any kind of situation like this. Yeah, they can say that, but oh. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know. it's really easy to tell somebody not. Oh yeah. Oh, I, you shouldn't be stressed out about this, and it's like. <laughs> I totally agree with you because that's and he told me and I looked at him. He said, "You're gonna be all right with this." I said, "Well, Doc, I have no choice. I gotta rise above it, and I'm a fighter. I'm not a quitter. So you know, I, it ain't like I don't know what's going on, what needs to be done, and how it needs to be taken care of." I, I talked to a lot, of, quite a few people since I've been dealing with this, especially you know me and a lot of my friends, and and told them it was wild because when I first got it, I didn't tell very few people knew. Because I didn't post it on Facebook. I'm a very private person when it comes to me dealing with things. Just my best friends and my family. And a lot of people got upset with me when I posted. I finished my 45 treatments. Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you? T-? I said, well, because it's something that I personally had to deal with. And if you're my friend, then you'll understand. If you're not, you don't. I said, it's, it's personal. Everybody has personal things in their life where they want to deal it on their level, not on your level. So that's, that's I kept it away from a lot of people. See, a lot of people don't even know and probably never will know. Well, the great thing about this podcast is it's not very successful, so still a lot of people won't know. Right. <laughs> 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 so you're Only right. the people that listen will know. Exactly. <laughs>
I do have a question though. When yeah. you said that they put markers inside you, were they felt tip or highlighters? They were. <laughs> they were gold. It was too easy. They were gold like they were like go around ball bearings or something like that. Really seriously? No, really. I'm serious. They, they were markers. They were made out of gold that they put in like a the, ball bearing. They put it yeah, in your prostate or. They yeah. put it in your prostate? The, the, the air in my prostate where the uh, bad cancer cells were, yeah. So that must be how the machine hones in. Yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 it's a marker for it. It's a marker for it, yeah. The machine Did they take hones. those out? No, no, no. They eventually said, eventually, I asked about it, they said, no, you'll be fine. You'll have to worry about it. They eventually will pass through. They'll rust up and grow together. But it's yes. gold, though. They it's told gold. me it go. Dude, were you pooping in like a strainer to get the gold? <laughs> <laughs> Not Carly. I wouldn't. At that time, I wasn't thinking about yeah. that. I was That's thinking flush. about the, you know, the flush money. Flush money. He is flushing money. Well, what can I say? He's digging in a septic tank for gold. <laughs> Somebody may have found it, but I didn't. That'd be a real <laughs> shitty job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a well paying one, though. Gold. Well, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. But, guys, in closing, you know, it's, like I said, just, it's very simple. Do the blood work. Go get tested. It's not that hard. And and so many times, I mean, it's like when I'm there, I, I, I met a lot of friends. Oh, my God, I met so many nice people, younger than me, older than me, that were going through the same thing I was going through. They were all going to the laser proton radiation because they caught it earlier enough to where they didn't have to do the surgery. And so many were glad of that because this one guy, he said if he had gotten it where he had to have surgery, he said he wouldn't have done it. He said because he was too old, he didn't want to have to deal with all the side effects and after effects of having the prostate removed from his body. I've heard of that. Just the people not doing surgery. Yeah. Because of their age. Their they age. don't want to deal with it. Right. If yeah. they could get five more years, they make that's, 70, that's, 75. That's it happy. right there. Yeah, exactly. Well, until they're 74. But, yeah, that's yeah. the idea. Yeah. I had a – went through that with – I forgot about this. Clyde went through this 2001, 2002. Who's Clyde? Family friend. Oh. His doctor told him the, the, the seeds were the rage back then. Right. Okay. He said to him, he says, the man was – 72 or 73 years old at that time. Doc, he said, is this going to kill me or not? Life is going to kill you before this does. That's what his doctor said to him. Yeah. He told that to his wife, and his wife made him have the stuff done. Now, whether it saved him or not, he just had his 90th birthday Congratulations. five oh, months ago. Right. That did him. Yeah, that yeah. did him good then. If he's going to yeah. live to 90, yeah. Well, his... Ancestors, the males in his family, lived to 96 to 102 years old. Wow. Genes. It's in the genes, buddy. Yeah, it is. Because his dad was a twin. His dad died at the age of 97, and the other twin didn't die till he was 99. Wow. You know, they, this is all a guessing game. Right. They don't have enough stats because the thing of it is is that we are all internally so different. And you never know which one of your ancestors you're going to take after. Like me, I'm diabetic. 
But they had me on blood pressure, a really light blood pressure medicine, but my blood pressure is not that high. I go into the, I can run up the stairs after drinking a cup of coffee. They take my blood pressure, and it's 135 over 89. And I was told by a doctor a couple years ago that my blood pressure medicine is a joke. It's not doing anything for me. I'm overweight. I'm diabetic. <laughs> and I can drink coffee and run, and then you take my blood pressure, and it's not high. Every one of my ancestors, my grandfather, my grandfather did not take blood pressure medicine, but his wife did, my mother did, her mother did, my father does, because <laughs> he's 84 and still alive. So there's no way to predict, and I'm the only. I only have to have glasses to read with. Everybody else has had glasses since they were teenagers yeah. in the family, except for me. Genetics, man. Genetics yeah. is where it's at. I mean, but in regards to the prostate, if they know what the numbers are, it is predictable. Well, the blood work is the ticket. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Blood work is the ticket. Yeah. And, and, uh, and they why have... don't we do it to kids, blood work, when they're younger, and tell them every year or as a young, every five years until they're 18, and then every other year, and then every year after 30? Right. Why don't we have that history of blood work? Yeah. We don't encourage blood work. No. Actually, no. We, 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 we shy away from it. Right. Because that means something's going wrong. Confrontation. Can... Yeah. Okay, not be... So many... And I'm not trying to get off subject here, but so many younger children, I, I don't know if it's... They don't want to listen to their ancestors. They don't think they need to be like their ancestors or they need to fold up into their phone. Right. Okay. To shelter them from life. But this, this is what this is all about. We like to talk about life. Yeah. And life happens. And life is an agenda because it happens every second of every minute of every day of everybody's life. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And this is, this is what it's all about, is everybody helping one another. So... No, it's good that magic can come out and, and talk about this stuff because mm-hmm. just like you said at the beginning, a lot of males will not talk about medical problems and they do not want to go to the doctors no but so much can be solved by early early treatment yeah. by numbers yeah. I, I do blood work i, I cholesterol yeah. i get it all every year i've done that for the last 10 years yeah, yeah. what's your cholesterol oh it's whack <laughs> it's, it's above 200 but see the thing about it is knowing your family history because my mom is high right and she's 72 and her diet is veggie she eats very little meat uh, she's not overweight. My uncle, uh, his cholesterol is high. So I have high cholesterol in my family, which doesn't mean there's a problem, but it needs to be monitored. Right. Because Correct. at one time, when I was Correct. young, well, 24, I got That's cholesterol, young. and my cholesterol was 480 total. Oh, man. Which is crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Then I adjusted my diets from fries, chips, and wings and my points went down 200. And my doctor told me at the time, as long as you can adjust your cholesterol levels to being close to normal through what you eat, there's no sense in going on medicine. Yeah. Well, that's that's where most of the monitoring comes from. Now... But you have to be uh, self-aware. Now, here's a ticket for you. My wife's mother came from a family. She was child seven of eight. She was five foot five. She weighed 100 pounds. Her entire life, she had five children. She never gained more than 25 pounds with any one of the kids. And 90 days later, was back in her regular clothes. That's, and Demi, that's Demi Moore genes. 
Yes, it was. Yeah. And that woman's cholesterol was 400 mm-hmm. when it was down. She didn't eat bad. Now, she did love her baking grease. She kept a cup of it in the refrigerator. <laughs> she called it love. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, well, cooking with love is, is baking grease. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, if you had her green beans, you're going, oh, my God, those are good. Mm-hmm. That's because she pulled the cup out. When the beans started boiling, she put a tablespoon, a t- teaspoon, not a tablespoon, oh. teaspoon of baking grease. Baking grease. No, she put a teaspoon of love <laughs> in the... Beans. That's a whole other episode of food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm well, going to tell you, you put bacon grease in collard greens, yeah. oh. black eyed peas. Well, you have to put okay. bacon in collard greens. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. You have to put bacon and bacon grease in there. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, buddy. But, Magic, I appreciate you talking about and bringing up the subject, man, because people get on it and, yeah. and get in front of it. Yeah, and like I said, hopefully people, especially men, will start to be aware because, you know, later again, I always try to stay on top of my going to the doctors my health because once again I come from a family high blood pressure strokes <laughs> high cholesterol because they're in that era of bacon grease fried chicken fried I mean seriously I, I grew up in that so I inherited those genes from you know the family tree so I, I yeah I, I had to I have to stay on top of it. I, you, know, you can't just let it go to the wayside. I have to That's right. You know, so, but I, I'm hopefully that this was helpful for anybody out there who's listening to that because it's part of life. And sometimes, you know, if you take care of yourself, you find out things early to where they can be taken care of to where it's not going to be a problem for you down the road. And luckily for me, I was able to catch this at an early stage and... I'm in that five winter protocol, and I'm gonna have to be every three months now for a while doing you know blood work to see what my PSA is, and I want to move on. But in closing, thank you and happy New Year. Well, thank you, Eminem. This is the end of chapter six. We're glad you're doing better, and uh, we wish you many years of happiness and no fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> no fried chicken. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> thank everyone for listening and Happy New Year. See ya.